What's up, fam, and happy Wednesday. I hope that you are all doing exceptionally well this week. I am so excited because this week we are starting a two-part series with the owner, Sonia, of Everbloom. Everbloom is a really awesome way to connect with the sober community, and it's also a really great way for those who are exploring sobriety. What does that mean, exploring sobriety? Right now we are in the crux of a huge part of a kind of social movement that discusses California sober or, you know, sober curiosity you know, so there's other things that we have to talk about. And while Sonia herself has been sober for over six years, she has created a program, a life coaching program, that talks about what has been her experience, strength, and hope, and her journey that has led her to help other people. This is a phenomenal episode. I learned a lot about not only myself as an alcoholic, but the state of the world that we are in now and how people approach sobriety. Also, Sonia has an ethnic background that we discuss as an Indian female. She brings so much light and positivity to this absolutely horrible disease, but she wants people to have help no matter where they're at in their sobriety, no matter what they are looking into, as part of it being a full life commitment, or are you just using it as a way to cope with your stress? So we are going to talk to Sonia over the next two weeks about her story and then her program and how she came to develop it. I really, really can't wait for you to hear her experience, strength, and hope. So here we go. Hi, and welcome to A Sober Girls Podcast. My name is Sherry, and I am your host. Every Wednesday, we get together and we talk about our journey in sobriety, what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. I've been sober for over 10 years now, and I realized that one of the biggest mistakes I ever made was just putting the plug in the jug and not drinking. I never took care of my emotional sobriety, did my step work, or was fully involved in the program until it was almost too late. This is my story, my experience, strength, and hope and what life is like for me on a daily basis as a recovering alcoholic and addict. I am so glad that you are with me and now let's get into it. Explain to me what made you decide to start Everbloom. Yeah, so so when my husband left around like the five year sober bursary, um, I remember I was living in New York and I went for a walk with my dogs and I just this is the next morning and I was like, I, uh, what? Like what? How? Why would I be sober? What's the point? Like this hurts so oh, so bad. bad. Like this hurts. I didn't even know it was a physical pain, like of having this person like ripped from my life. It was a we'd been together for 18 years since I was oh. you know, a kid. And so it, the pain was so extreme. I just was like, one, this guy left because of the changes I made when I got sober. And two, like this hurts so bad. I don't want to be sober. And so it really, you know, I, I knew that 
that something kind of had to give. And so I remember getting back and being like, okay, I need to go to a meeting. And I didn't go to an AA meeting, but I went to like an online 12, not non 12 step meeting. And um, it was great. And it was like 220 people on a zoom. And I went to that meeting every day at 8am for a couple of months. And, you know, the first meeting, I just was like, I mean, I was barely functioning by the, you know, ninth meeting, I was like, maybe occasionally eating breakfast, um, you know, and so I, I was in very bad shape. Like I hadn't, I wasn't eating, I was not sleeping, I was isolating myself um, a little bit. And so um, then I started to sort, I came back home to Toronto, my sister-in-law, I have two sister-in-laws that were both married to my brother and um, they, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And, and we're all really close. And so they said, you know, you need to come home. Like he's not coming back. And I think for, you know, six weeks, eight weeks, I thought he would come back and, and, you know, I'm alone sort of in the sense, like I don't have family in Pennsylvania. And so um, they're like, just come home, just come home. And so I came home. And I felt a lot better just being connected, right, to people. I was like, ah, oh, like I feel, and it just like not being about me and like all the time. And so um, after a couple of weeks, I did go back to Pennsylvania. And and I remember, you know, one of my sister-in-laws being like, you need to do something. Like you can't just kind of fall apart here. Like you need to, you know, whatever it is. And I said, okay, well, I'll go on like a women's healing retreat. And so I was very like rolling my eyes, but like, I'll do it. And so I booked this like, you know, week long retreat in Costa Rica with like crystals and the whole, and I was like, this is so dumb. Like, I remember just thinking like, how's this going to work? Like, this isn't going to work. He's gone. It's not going to bring him back. Like, that's the only thing I wanted at that point was, and so for some reason, like the first night I remember just being, I, I mean, just getting on the flight was like excruciating. I hadn't been on a vacation by myself in almost 20 years. And so I remember just being like, I can't believe I'm, why am I doing this? And then getting there and having dinner by myself on the first night, I was like, just kill me now. Just somebody just kill me. Like, this is terrible. And so I slept a lot like the first day and then woke up the next day feeling a bit better and, you know, did a couple things, went to the pool and I woke up feeling a better. And then I thought, what is it? Like, what is your problem? Like, what is it going to take to get through this? And it, ju I just realized like I needed a sober community and the meetings I was going to wasn't a community. It was too many people. And I had tried AA in the past and I knew that wasn't for me. Okay. And I thought like, how am I going to, like, what is there? So I started like researching, um, like, is there something like a small group of, it didn't even, I'm really easy on like demographic details. I didn't care if it was men or women or whatever, but what about people who are going through something to rebuild their lives? Like, is there something where I could talk to like 10 people, 15 and trying to stay sober? And there, I really couldn't find it. I couldn't find what I was looking for. And so I started on that trip, just like mapping it out. And I thought, okay, what would it look like? And I said, okay, so sober is at the center, right? Like everyone is either getting or trying to stay sober. And then what are the other issues that happen in your life that you need support around? And so obviously one is like divorce and um, empty nesting, right? And things like job burnout and just different things you go through in the span of a lifetime that compromise your sobriety to some point that you need to have that conversation. And so and what I needed most was I needed feedback. I wanted to talk to people. I knew talking to my sister-in-laws made me feel so much better, not just venting, but hearing what they had to say back, saying like, 
you're amazing. You're going to be fine. Look at how well you're doing now. Like I needed that. Like it, without it, I just was like, was kind of crumbling. And so, um, I got back from Costa Rica and I thought, okay, this really doesn't exist. And especially not with any feedback because AA does no crosstalk. And I was like, okay, yeah. and I'm not against, yeah, I'm not against it. I love, I love like the wisdom of AA and, um, my brother had been in AA. And so I knew a lot about it, but I just slowly started working on the idea. And so I started working on it a couple of hours a day and then I started to feel better and I would work on it a few more hours a day. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to like, you know, incorporate a company. And so I did that. And then, so it really took me a while to like put it together. And I also wanted to do as much research as I could. So I, I talked to like a hundred people in recovery and like through social media, I would like, you know, be like, Hey, can you meet me for a zoom for like just 10 minutes? Just give me 10 minutes. And, um, just kind of ask them, like, what is it? If you do go to meetings, what's your favorite thing about them? If you don't, why not? Um, and do you feel the need for a sober community type questions? And so I thought, okay, there is, there is definitely a void, right. In the sober recovery universe, um, for this, like, so for people that are like matched based on what they're going through. And so, um, yeah, I just started working on it, working on it, and then got it to the point where I started taking signups, um, around Thanksgiving and just saying like, if this existed, would you sign up essentially like not taking money or anything? And the response was so overwhelming. Wow. I could not believe it. And I was like, this is insane. And so then I just launched it in January and said, okay, let's just start the groups. And so I got all the information from people, like had them fill out a survey, like, what are you going through? And I set up groups. And so this January. Yeah. And we have groups that are like, people are so close now, like they know everything about each other. And so it's not like you have to show up and be like, and so last year, my husband left. And then this, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You don't have to start yeah. from the beginning. And so, yeah. and even me, like I, I share too. And so they know me, they know what I'm, they know, oh, they know, oh, you know, Sonia's in Toronto babysitting <laughs> her niece. And so there's just a lot of connection. And so that's, yes, that's what's been happening. Wow. Okay. So like you said, you are not an AA person, particularly. It's not that you don't appreciate AA or the 12 steps. And so um, what parts of the 12 step program do you take into Everbloom? What do you find from talking to people have helped people in your Everbloom program? Oh, I mean, I love like, you know, the I love this sort of like one day at a time act as if like all that um, play the tape forward. Like these are all like incredible, like I play it forward all the time. Like it's these are the great time. practices. Um, the ones I don't really um, get into, like I don't get into like the formal steps of like making amends, things like that. I feel like that gets into more of like almost more of like a therapy realm where it's like, that is something like relationships, like that you need to fix and things like that. Like maybe, you know, sometimes we're better dealt with, you know, one-on-one -on -one, and this is more of like a group kind of situation, but, but yeah, people have relationships they want to talk about and that they want to repair. Um, but yeah, I just take a lot the one, the biggest thing I don't take from AA is that 90% of my members don't want to be sober forever. And that means whoa. you need a major adjustment. Yes. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. This is definitely going to go into two episodes. 
So yes. I saw this in the email that said, actually, if you're sober curious now, I found that interesting because we do not want to discriminate, right? If people want to get sober and right. don't understand it, because how did you go into the meetings thinking I'm going to learn how to drink and come out and I'll be fine? Because I, I did. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I'm um, lucky and unlucky in the sense that like I quit every morning and relapsed like every night for a decade. And so I knew I was incapable of moderating by the time I quit. Um, I didn't, I wasn't heavy drinking for, through the pandemic. I was heavy drinking for a de decades. Um, and a lot of these people started drinking a lot more during the pandemic, but I mean, I started it assuming everyone was going to want to be sober like yeah. me. Right. And so it is the single greatest pivot I've had to make in my mindset is that, you know, that there are other options other than like black and white sobriety, just because that's what I need. Um, to do. And that what's, that's what works for me. And it doesn't mean that that's everyone's path. And so shouldn't, shouldn't there be a place where people who want to re-examine their relationship with alcohol can go because they can't go to AA. They don't feel comfortable. Wow. They, okay. That's crazy. I, okay. I like that. Yeah. So, so not everybody wants to get sober. So what do they, what do they want, Sonia? What do they, do they need someone that understands? Like what is, talk to me about somebody who is sober curious and doesn't yeah. necessarily want to have a lifetime of sobriety. What do they, what are they looking for? I think that people are concerned that they are using alcohol as like a coping mechanism for stress, for social anxiety. Um, and they want to not use it for that, right? Because that makes them drink more than they want to and drink at times that they know they should be, you know, using some other type of tools like exercising and, you know, meditation and things like that. And so I think the goal now has become like, what, what can we figure out? Like, what are the coping strategies so that alcohol can just be this like nice part of your life. You have a glass of wine with dinner, blah, blah, blah. Let's, let's that be the goal. Right. But then you cannot use it to sleep. You can't use it to, when you have a bad day at work, you can't, you know, go off the rails on new year's Eve. Like you have to use it like responsibly essentially. Right. Like, a like how you Drink want responsibly, to. like in the commercials. <laughs> yeah. And do I think that everyone who starts off that way is going to achieve it? No, that's absolutely not. And I I'm seeing it where people are trying and trying and then boom, and then trying and trying and boom. And it's like, but I want them to figure it out for themselves. Right. Like, I'm not going to tell them they have to be sober and they will, they're going to figure it out. And I think also just like the small lifestyle changes, I think is the biggest thing I talk about like is okay. It, like if you can't make these small things, like if you can't have every other drink be a seltzer, that's a problem. Or if you can't have one glass of wine with dinner, that's a problem. Let's try making these small changes. If you can do all these things, maybe you have a chance, right? At moderating. But I think it's really just to help people just not use it in an unhealthy way, which you know, do I think is, I think is not possible for me. I don't definitely yep, not. Same, I, yeah. Same, yeah no. Um, but I don't want to like, like, right. I don't want to be biased. And I think that the yeah. best person to help people figure out their relationship with alcohol is an alcoholic. Right. And Absolutely. so, and so, yeah, I mean, I, did it take like, you know, I had to like sit with myself for a bit to like, accept that, but that, that 
sobriety isn't the only path forward. Yeah, because these people are struggling and they deserve support as much as I do, right? They can't walk into an AA meeting. They can't come back from a walk with their dogs and go to just any meeting because that's not acceptable typically to say, oh, I had, I drank yesterday or I drank this weekend. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you can pick up a white chip all the time, but at some point picking up that white chip, it's really not going anywhere. Right. You know, like you need to be able to determine for yourself where your drinking lies and you have given them that safe space. You've given them that opportunity to figure out who they are. And I think there is, as much as there's a stigma on alcoholism, as we've learned from the pandemic and hopping onto social media and creating these accounts while we can't meet in person, we've also created, don't you think, as someone in your position is finding out a stigma on sobriety as well. You can only be sober. this way. And for me as an old head, I came up with old timers. So for me, California sober, ain't it? (laughs) It will, it will never be it. Um, but the stigma on sobriety, do we think it's also driving a wedge away from people who want to know what it's like, who want to know if they truly are an alcoholic? I I'm not a huge fan of the whole, fad sobriety yes. like yeah, that. yeah but but let's talk a little bit about the the stigma on sobriety and how how are we changing that what can we do to change that how can we foster helping people and giving it away and it's, it's really interesting to me that you're doing that you know like what is the stigma on sobriety we don't want to push people away yeah I mean I think that that just isn't the life they picture, right? And so with me, I couldn't picture a life with alcohol. They at this point can, can't picture one without that as part of their life. And so, yeah, I don't, you know, I, the Cali sober thing to me is really rough. I wrote like an article about it just being like, absolutely not for me. Right. And that's what I'm right. trying to realize for me. And I also think AA, like those, that's a commitment, right. To some fundamental principles that people yes. don't resonate with. And so I think that this, I'm so surprised at how connected. So like we have a Slack channel and it comes up on my Apple watch and I'll be, you know, on a Saturday night and I'll see somebody be like, Hey, I'm having a really tough night. I don't want to drink tonight. And now I'm feeling like I have to, and someone will respond to them be like, Hey, be strong, be, you know, so it's not that they're not, they're dealing with the underlying issues of their alcohol use. They're develop, trying to develop tools. They're doing all the things that maybe one day, if they decide they want to be sober, it will be a lot easier. Wow. That is really cool. So you have a Slack channel, yeah. you have <laughs> your Instagram, your website, and you said you, um, do you write currently? Do you currently write articles? Yeah, I write. Um, sometimes they'll come out in like, I had an article on like sober curator or things like that. Um, yeah, I'm, st- I'm writing right now. This is like a really interesting one. It's um, 15 years ago, my brother and I got super trashed at Christmas and it messed up Christmas 
for everyone. Like it just <laughs> destroyed it. It destroyed his marriage. His marriage ended a few weeks, like a few months later, it destroyed everything. And then 15 years later, I was finally invited back to Christmas at my sister-in-law's house after that and so it took, and it's just going through the 15 years it took me to get invited back to christmas eve at their house wow. christmas That's day yeah story. yeah That's i just like getting it out like i just like kind of like getting it out like and just seeing like how amazing like how amazing life can be like it's just i would not have it any other way Right. Then, and I would not have been invited back if I was drinking, period. It's, like, end of story. No one is having me back after that. It was a disaster. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, I think the whole state of Minnesota feels that way about me. There's not a place <laughs> in that state where I didn't get drunk. Um, I, I love on here that we do have a try a meeting, right? And then yeah. it comes down to if you've already tried a meeting, sign up for membership. So let's talk a little bit about um, potentially some um, issues you would run into with people saying, well, why would I want to pay money for a membership when I can go to AA for free? But now, like we've discussed, it's not necessarily just for sobriety. It is, but it isn't. It's not just AA-based stuff. So support for your journey and three-month intensive one-on-one coaching sessions. Explain to me how these sessions are, I don't want to say worth it for people because I know know. like they're extremely worth it. So what do these provide that AA wouldn't? Yeah. So I, yeah. So I love that there is AA. I think if there wasn't, I wouldn't have wanted to start something where we charge, right? Like there should be a free option for anyone who wants to get sober for anyone who's hitting rock bottom. There has to be an option. But I think when you're talking about like more nuanced sort of things, and you're talking about smaller groups that are matched and you're talking about having a recovery coach and you're talking about really getting in deep into people who like want to cut down or cut back or moderate or quit, then you, you sort of need that extra level of support. And so um, it's just, you know, that we have to charge essentially to give you that sort of curated experience. And, you know, I just sort of look at it. It's, it's an option. It's an alternative. It's not like this is the only, yeah. And so I think it works also, I will say too, what's interesting is people say, you know, I've tried things that are free and it only works when I'm paying for something because one, it provides them accountability yep. and two, they feel like they know they're, there's get, they're getting some value out of paying for it. Like there's going to be something that they're paying for, right? You're paying for a recovery coach. You're paying for a small group. You're paying for someone to set up your Slack channel and all these kind of like things like, you know, that they're getting for their membership. And so I think that, you know, people just have to decide for themselves if it's worth it. If it's something that fits into their lifestyle, you're also paying for like, you know, if you travel, there are virtual meetings. And so right. you can stay connected wherever you are in the world. And so for people who have a, you know, we have people who travel for work and it's like, they'll still jump in to a meeting. And so, you know, it's just that sort of like specialized um, experience and not everybody needs it. And so, Yeah. And the one-on-one is really for people who are 
struggling with, with their goals. And a lot, I would say half of the one-on-one clients are trying to be sober. So it's a larger percentage of people that really want to get sober and, and need like really a lot of time spent around like tools. So a lot of time spent around like, how are we dealing with cravings? How are we doing with social situations? How are we dealing with relationships? And so it's a lot more specific. And so, yeah, in that we kind of deal with like a lot of things, like how, how's your work situation? Is it being affected by alcohol? How are your relationships being affected? That type of thing. And so, yeah, so it's, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, it's not for everyone and I totally get it, but it's what I needed. Yeah. And and it's also like what I was willing to pay kind of thing is how I look at it. Like, what did yeah. I need? What would I have paid for it? And would you know, make it worth it. Absolutely. And, so and I, I love that because I also feel like um, sometimes when I go to meetings, there are certain things I want to hear and I don't. Um, there are certain things I want to discuss and you really can't because you're in a meeting, you can't cross talk. And I feel like as an entrepreneur myself, um, who's always on the go, this is very much geared towards what I believe and how I perceive this is that true anonymity, that true busy professional on the road um, needs that special attention. Like you understand the mind of a strong-willed entrepreneur, female or male and anonymity is a huge, huge part of that. And that's what this truly honestly provides. I know there are AA meetings that are on zoom, but this is for those type of people who really do, like you said, need that one-on-one attention and that crosstalk too which, yeah. And that sort of connection. And so it's like, you know, it's not a drop in meeting. It's like these same people are meeting and yeah, a couple of people will come in out over the weeks, but they know each other. They're providing that encouragement. It's not like some random forum where some random person is like, you can do it. You know, these are people you talked to yesterday and you know how much they were struggling And you know, they're coming up on a tough day and you want to give them some support, but yeah, it really has, I think it just has a place in the recovery space and it's, it's not the only answer. And I also think it can be used. People can go to AA for their steps and they can come to us for a crosstalk type meeting, like, or to meet people going through something similar to them. Um, And also being so small lets us like having the group small lets us be like very open to like switching direction. Someone brings up a topic, we can go off on that topic for 20 minutes. If other people are jumping in and saying, oh my God, I went, I'm going through that. Or so it just, and so, and, and you need someone there, like a recovery coach to make sure these things don't go off the rails. And so, (laughs) exactly. yeah. And so I think it's just, it's just so different. It's just so you know, we can talk about such specific things. And, and so like our group right now, like that is probably most specific. We have like a first six months group. They're going through a lot of the same things. Like they don't want to be in a group with somebody who's been sober five years. I mean, they could, they have me, you know, but it's like somebody who's sober five years may not want to be in that group. And so it's not, and, and if you feel like, oh no, I want to be with all sorts of people, then go to AA. But here it's like, right. Yeah. This is supplemental. Well, not even supplemental because you have created a safe space as well. So I feel like 
like you said, it's, you can go to AA and you can have this, you know, it's, they can mash together and that's, that's awesome. You're not telling people, well, you have to do it my way or you have to do it this way. And that's the whole point. Yeah. Whatever your goals are, whatever works for you. If you want to have a spiritual component, like we can help you, right. We can definitely help you and, and your other fellow members can help you. And so some of them are very spiritual. And so, yeah, it's more like organic, right? Like it's not like following a, a formula. That's awesome. Well, what you are doing for people is I, I, I'm truly blown away. I, ever since we started like messaging back and forth, I've become obsessed with your account because it's so, I feel like it's very AA based, but also it's very, um, it's very relevant to where we are in this space and time in 2023. And I think relevance is a huge part of sometimes what AA misses out on. Um, and so to be relevant, to meet up with the times and catch up with the times is fantastic and it's important. So, um, I really want to thank you for this. And this has been absolutely mind blowing. And I actually, um, would love to continue talking to you, have these discussions, um, have another podcast episode. I'm going to split this one into two because this is already an hour and 10 minutes long. So, um, but do you think that you'd have some people that would want to come on the podcast and talk about their journey with Everbloom? Um, I'm not sure because we're so like, you know, they're there because it's a small group and that they don't technically want people, but maybe, yeah, I can ask people. They may be really, there may be some people that are like, yeah, I'd love to talk about it because people are really, um, openly happy with their experience. And so even like during meetings, people are like, this is amazing. I can't believe I can be honest. Like, I can't believe I can tell you I drank last night. Um, and so, yeah, people love it. They love the community. So maybe they would be moved to speak yeah. about it. Yeah. If anybody wants to just let me know. And, um, and I you will, can come to a meeting too. If you want. I was going to say, I actually was curious because it popped up when I pulled up the email, it says, try a meeting. And here we are in May. And it says, now, is this one, the first six months establishing your goals? Yeah. Okay. That is usually who's signing up, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like a nice kind of like, it's a, it's like a fun hour. It's not like, I mean, it can get really intense, um, oh, but of course. it feels good. Like when it's over, it doesn't feel like, yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely, absolutely love to come to a meeting. Awesome. This is, this is phenomenal. So <laughs> thank you so much, Sonia, for doing this and thank you for meeting with me. And, um, I really look forward to continuing this talk and this communication and this relationship. So thank you. Me too. I'm so, I was so excited to meet you. So I'm so happy we got to do this. Um, Okay. What an absolutely inspiring episode. I absolutely cannot believe how phenomenal Sonia is. And while we are searching and learning so much more about how people cope and sobriety as much as I am an old hat I love the fact and I'm slowly coming around to the fact that she is more than willing 
to help anybody at any point in their sobriety. And I think that's important because we don't turn people away in AA, but there are some people that do wake up and don't understand how to cope. Some of them end up really do having a drinking problem and they do need a 12-step program and to completely cease. But there are others too in our world who use it simply as a coping mechanism and a bad habit. So I hope that you learned something, not only about yourself, but the world that we are in with alcoholism and addiction and how we are growing as a world. Like I said, I'm an old hat. I love AA. I will never not want to get up on a Saturday morning and go to a meeting. But I really feel that self-exploration is a huge part of sobriety. And if we can experience those different avenues of learning and understanding of other people, we would learn something about ourselves as well. So please go and check out her website, Everbloom. She's also on Instagram. She's been on so many other podcasts, and it is so inspiring to hear her talk and listen to her. So please go and give her a listen, give her a follow, and I cannot wait to be back next week with another guest, and I hope that you guys have an outstanding weekend. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of a Sober Girls podcast. I hope that you heard something that resonated with you and that you can take with you for the next week until we meet again. You can find me on Instagram at a Sober Girls pod. You can also follow me and friends at Sober City Movement on Instagram as well. If you live in the Richmond area, follow me at Sober in Richmond where we, we plan local sober meetups. Or if you're just traveling and looking for a friend in the area, there's one of us in almost every city across the continent. Struggling and need help? Just remember that you are not alone. You can reach out to me and any of my friends on Instagram, send us a message. Or if you are in immediate need of help, please search out your sponsor, the closest sober friend, or go online to aa.org to find a meeting that you can attend. There are also Zoom meetings, which you can find on aa.org as well. Have a safe week, and until next time, fam, be well.